I'm all for that, but you can't get it on my big back now. Like, yeah, I still, I still haven't eaten it. I still haven't eaten food out of a strip club yet. I know it's like McClapper. Yeah. double McClapper. <laughs> bruh, some of the strip clubs will be having some bomb ass wings. I know, bro. bro. I just can't ass chips around my wings. Is just not a. It's not a good look. You get a crunch where you're not supposed to. Like, yeah, oh. yeah. Not even the crunch. The booty, like bo- booty sweat on in, in in the hot sauce. Ain't it? Ain't it? Ain't where it's at. Pick your hair out. Come your on, people. man. <laughs> Come on, man. This, you tell me not- you you ain't let no booty hole before. Come on, man. I know you hey. being that freaking stuff, bro. Listen. <laughs> yeah, sip your drink. Go. We 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 live now. We it's good. <laughs> Every, day, every now and then you got you got a blister two hole. That's cool. <laughs> that blessing for me only come by mistake, bro. It ain't, it ain't never intentional. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sometimes sometimes you gotta call that play. <laughs> Audible. Sometimes you gotta call that play, baby. In what situation are you calling that play? Like what? what? What, what, is say, it, Omaha. Is it, what is it? Third and fifteen? Oh, is it? Is it third and two? You like? Hey, look here. I mean, sometimes you just got to blitz it. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> sometimes it don't matter about the down the distance. Oh, on Lord, that note, on that note, welcome sometimes everybody. Sometimes you got to keep the QB on their toes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stopping this here. On that note, this is a head cannon. Circus Production. Uh. Uh. Welcome to another episode of the Gladiator Cypher Podcast. It's your boy, Pseudonym Slim. AKA E Hyundai, AKA the Torta Terminator, coming to you live and direct. Uh, got my esteemed co host with me. Go ahead, Jay, introduce yourself. Man, you got you got Corny J, Big J in the building. Mr. DJ had me feeling thugged out. We're going to talk about that probably a little bit later, but now I'm here in the building, man. We're going to have a good, 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 nice, fun show here, man. What's going on with you, Nip? Uh, you know, Papa Bear Nip, pass me another one. You friendly neighborhood, alcoholic, neighborhood mechanic. And uh, this week I've been getting back to myself a little bit, so we we gonna say, I mean, Mister Funk, you know what I'm saying? Everything I do is on the one, baby. You know that's it. There you go, there you go. Cool. Glad to be back. Um, for everybody again for another episode. Uh, and to kick it off, we're gonna get into some news about one of our legends in black music, uh, Miss Anita Baker. And apparently, she is trying to get her masters back. Uh, gentlemen, what do you think about this? Who's got the details? Well, I mean, I just think in general, I mean, she, uh, she, you know, Anita left the game pretty early, man. I know she brought back a slight comeback, but she left pretty early. And Anita got some hood hit classics, man, that just every black mom and probably didn't played and every black son and daughter and probably heard, especially in our age group. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's kind of a shame that it's just another artist that we all vibe with, that we respect and we love that, that. I guess didn't play the game or didn't know the game like they should have and, and probably got a little bit jerked and now they're begging for their own creation. Like that's something crazy to me. You, you created this, you made this mm-hmm. and places are so greedy that they can't even take a, a lower percentage. Like at the end of the day, the company still gonna get paid. 
So give her her masters and you can at least still take it and get a cut of it because, you know, still mm -hmm. people in-house that did work on those songs. But instead, you want majority of it, man. Just the greed in the industry and the raping of people's art, man, is just disgusting to me, man. And hopefully she gets it, man. Hopefully they have a heart and give her what she she want. But uh, shout out to Miss Baker, man. I love her. Uh, oh, shit. I fucks with it, Anita Baker. Like, I love her music. I love her voice. And I love a lot of the, the, the artists that come on. But, I, I mean, you can't you can't quit the game at, at halftime. And, you know, I'm just saying, a lot of people that, like, I, like when, 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 Prince fought for his masters. He stayed in the game. Mm -hmm. Like prime example was Mike. Mike took that. Mike was was which we ain't gotta talk about. But that's the reason why they killed that nigga. But he took everybody fucking bread. Mm -hmm. This nigga owned the Beatles. Like you gotta if you want it if that's what you want. Like you can't come back. First of all, what's the last song I need a bigger me? Who exactly? On, don't do me like that's that. Me. Why are you coming? <laughs> why you? The, I remember when her and Luther was on tour. My mother had the T-shirt when it was Luther and Anita Baker on the T-shirt. The, uh, they had the like the, the black shirt with the blue highlight on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. shit was probably like what 89, 90, 91, some shit like that. That's mm -hmm. 2021. You were talking about some masses for some songs that's older than me? Come on, dog. Like, <laughs> but ain't that more you want to have it? And you ain't been you ain't been active, you ain't been giving us nothing. You just awesome, like, oh yeah, since everybody else talking about getting masters, I'm gonna get my masters back. Like you can't I I see it too. Yes, I do think that the, the industry is nasty and mm -hmm. they get a lot of people, but that's every fucking job that you have. When I work as a mechanic, the labor rate for the shop is $125 an hour. You think them niggas pay me $125 an hour? No, it's the contract that you sign. For your work, it this it this it is what it is. When mm -hmm. you go out and you buy basketball, when it, when a when a when a when a when a guy plays uh for a team and they and they say oh he's making uh twenty million a year or something like that, you think mm -hmm. that he's really worth twenty million? No, you got to think about the 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 TV streams, the concession stands, the beer they sell, and all that shit. He should be getting to cut all that shit. Mm -hmm. Does he get it? No, it's it's just the cost of. Operating whatever you operating, stay in mm -hmm. the game, go get your shit back. But is that part of the system of the game, or is are, are you saying it is how it's supposed to be, or it's just because that's the system, that's what it's going to be? I'm saying that exploitation is necessary in a capitalist society. Some okay. level of exploitation. Some you gotta have winners, you gotta have somebody gotta take somewhat of an L. It's never gonna mm -hmm. be this utopian place where, like, you know, everybody gets what they they deserve. I'm pretty sure she made a, a very good living off of her her catalog. I'm pretty sure that she didn't buy a studio to make her songs. I'm pretty sure that she didn't pay every musician that came and, and played. I'm pretty sure she didn't buy the mics and and you know what I'm saying like it, it's certain overhead that comes along with that. If, if I'm the person that puts the money up, just like if I'm the person if if somebody wants to start a business and I invest, mm -hmm. it's a percentage of bread. Yes, you did all the work. But without my chicken, you wouldn't have had this shit. So, yes, I need 50% of this shit with no work. I need it. Do it without Do me. You. All right, all right. So, but, but you got to realize that the, the art of entertainment is different than all the regular job examples you gave. Because, yeah, homeboy, it's like the chicken spot. Like, 
you I hate to say it, you could find the chicken spot man a dime a dozen off the grow once you got the recipe and, and whatever. You you're not gonna find another Michael Jackson, you're not gonna find another prince. Like a lot of mm -hmm. artists, particular to the person's individual ability to do what they do. So doesn't that warrant them to have some least ownership of what they do since they do it? And even in your chicken recipe, the dude that helped you with it, he still got a good percentage of it, even though you put up the money because he had the talent and the skill to execute it. A lot of these artists ain't getting nowhere close to the percentage for them being the talent. Now, we ain't talking about now, and I think that's anybody, I ain't going to disregard anybody's art. But again, for her, and we know that she has a very different voice than most singers and everybody that's in the game. We know her style is a little different. So the packaging up of her would be different in, in a general sense of it. Like, it's no credence to the art being worth more or, or the, art, the artist should be majority holder of, of what they created. I can give you mics all day, but if I can't create shit on a mic, it don't matter if I got mics in the studio. It's a lot of people that are very, I wouldn't say it's as many as somebody who know how to do basic menial things, but I know a lot. I personally know a lot of people that can sing their ass off, musicians that are awesome, that never get the, like that. We're not going to act like these people, they're great, but they also had a machine backing them. And they also mm -hmm. have yeah. like it's, I listen to plenty of bands that are smoke the boots off a of nigga that's out here that's mainstream right now. I know niggas that are rap they women that are rap they ass off around fucking Cardi and Meg and all that shit. But mm -hmm. once you put that money in that system behind them, then that's what that's what you're giving that percentage of. I don't think that this should be a long term thing. Once you start showing your earning potential, whatever like that, yeah, things should change. I'm not saying it should be a permanent contract. No. But if you don't keep working, mm -hmm. you you took an L. But they, but she created that stuff. Even if she ain't still working, you can't take That's the creation cool. away. You think the nigga that made Captain Crunch is, is rich? You think the nigga that came up Probably. with fucking the McRib is rich right now? You think the nigga that, that came up with Super Size and McDonald's? That nigga's <laughs> not rich, man. Come on. <laughs> like no, no, no. Joe that came up with Super Size and Corpus, so he probably rich. Mm. All right, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Let me look. If, if anything, like else, it's a depreciating interest on anything else you got, except for an art. For, seems for, except for the artist. So, like you all, you said, I put up the bread, I put up the studio, I did the mics. Like, so how long? How long am I still paying for that? That's the artist. Saying. I don't think. I don't think it should be a permanent situation. But mm -hmm. it's a lot of people that hop into the music industry. They knocked out one album, maybe two albums, and then they fell back. But you got to, if this is your career, like how many people do you know can have five-year career? These people, and to keep it a bean, these people are still living off of the royalties from this music. Mm -hmm. It's not like they out here scraping pennies together. They getting bread. They just want more bread. Yeah, because the studio's getting all the bread. Right. What I'm, what I'm saying is, okay, how... How long would you be able to live if you only worked your career for two to five years? How long could you live off the residuals from your career? But it depends on my career. If I'm a tech genius, no, and your I make career right now, the, any career, regular career. Yeah, like, but my, my but my career is a dime a dozen though. I could get replaced tomorrow by somebody who could do my job just as efficiently as me. You can't make another Anita Baker as much as you say that somebody could sing as well as her or do mm -hmm. this. Only back track for being. Hold on, I'm saying you're forgetting the point of an entertainer is a wild factor. Like, it's something that made somebody want to put money behind them. Maybe that joke you said on the street that can blow, maybe they look at her and don't see that. 
something mm-hmm. all these celebrities we talk about somebody looked at them and said it's something there and i'm going to go get that so that's what separates them from the joker on the street yeah i know i'm with you i know jokers in the street and bands and rappers all it don't matter but because they ain't got that it them other jokers got because i guarantee you if they did people find talent all the sources we got down to find talent people will find talent and put you on if you got that it's a quality that they see that the mother jokers ain't got so just, at a certain point when well, you telling me that you telling me that cardi b has it uh, the fact that we talk about it like crazy do i mean you know how she started she started on the show she started, she started as a talking stripper. wild she yeah, started and, as a fucking stripper and i know so the eve and how the eve get on I know yeah. 50 bitches that are smoke cardi dancing and rapping. Like <laughs> it's just as much, it's just the machine that gets behind them. Like so these telling me that the machine just walks around randomly and goes, that girl, that guy, let's get them and let's make millions. Is that what you're telling me? People put themselves on, in a man. position Come to on, get man. seen by those people. You pick and choose. You can't pick everybody. You telling me you can't find a hundred Cardi B's in a strip club in Atlanta? I'm telling you, I'm telling you that I can pick a hundred Cardi B's at a strip club in Atlanta, and probably none of them be as successful as Cardi B is right now. You fucking high. I don't Come on, man, Nip. I think I'm talking crazy out your mind. You know what I mean? Hold on, you know how many artists flop? Spectacular. How many artists flop, Nip? Let's keep it a bling. How many artists flop that they put money no, behind no, 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 no. and they put I'm machines talking- behind? I agree. You got to put no, the no, no, but you said you can pick anybody work. and the machine gets you. That's my point is sometimes it's that individual artist that make it work. How many women MCs has been coming through the game that they didn't probably put mine behind and we don't give a fuck about? At a certain mm-hmm. point, you got to grind and make yourself a star. That's either from your work ethic, from your lyrics, from That's your true. presentation on social media. I don't care what it is. It's certain in these people that made them stars, that made them mega celebrities because the machine picks up a bunch of jokers. I think mm-hmm. all between all three of us, we probably know three or four people that have been signed by a label and ain't signed by that label no more. That's true. Like, yeah, that's I mean, that's what I'm saying. Well, you should get paid. You should get your art. If you are that person that the machine shows. I think you should get it back. If you bust out one, two, you get to your third album, now I feel like you should be able to talk. Money talk. Mm-hmm. Like, I, okay. Once you get there. But I'm saying if you come, if I, if I, if I, that's a bad. I'm not gonna say that. I was gonna say if I scoop you up from high school and shit, but that's some R. Oh. Kelly shit. If I get you as a teen, if I, I, if a if I see your talent as a teen, young teen, young twenty year old, and I right. say, all right, hey, I want to invest. I want to invest in you as the talent, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna see Braid off your first album. Maybe not your second one. It's just not gonna happen. Right. Right, right, right. Not right. if I'm putting this money up. Not if I'm putting this effort up. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you should have enough power, like all these other people did, these major players who did, mm-hmm. when you put that effort in and you make that kind of money, you're able to offer what is a reasonable value for the work that you put in. Mm-hmm. You got to buy it back. I hear you. I hear you on but that. Even I, I think all right, go ahead, Chris. My bad. Um, kind of like Nip, what you were saying earlier, like you know, you, you can't. I don't think it is difficult because back then, unfortunately, um, the majority of the artists weren't so focused on ownership like they are now. Like you have a lot of independent acts coming out. You know, everybody's yeah, everybody's preaching uh, own your masters, own this, own that. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case back then. So you know, a lot of people get caught up in the limelight. They just want to make their art. Um, and be successful, you know, be famous. Um, I do agree that, yeah, there should be some kind of built-in 
aspect for people, you know, as they prove themselves, because you got to think it's a business. So people are taking a risk when they're investing in these artists and they want to see some kind of return. But Jay, like you're saying, I don't think the company has a right to hold on to their stuff forever. I agree with that. Like there should be some kind of built in mechanism to allow the artist to, you know, if they're going to sign right, this yeah. type of deal, right. pay back into the machine because the machine did pay into, you know, the overall package of the artist to then be able to get back their masters. But right. I think a lot of times, like they're not even getting that option, which is kind of screwed up. So I agree. Um, if, if a nigga catch me on top, on, like on Tyrese and the Coca-Cola commercial singing on the bus mm -hmm. and he say, hey, buddy, I'm going to give you this amount of money to make an album and you're going to tour and you're going to do this. And this is what you're going to get off of this. Mm -hmm. Hey, my man, I'm not fixing buses no more. I'm going to sing my ass off. <laughs> the amount of bread that I'm about to make off the residuals and the touring and all mm -hmm. this shit that I'm getting. Like, we just, they just talking about just the, the points off of the, the, the actual music, the album, the whether you can sell mm -hmm. it to somebody. How much money you make off of these motherfuckers is out here getting 50, 60, 100, 120,000 per show. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, let's not act like they not getting money off of this, off of this same thing, off, the, the, the same product. They getting mm -hmm. the money. They getting to it. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if it's the same amount back when Anita was doing that shit. I don't know. I can't speak on it. I don't whatever. I love the music. Right. It's great. I'm not a business person. I'm not a music industry person. But I do know how to read and I do know that if I read something and I sign it, mm -hmm. then that's what it is. If oh, we're not going to do on that point. On that point, though, thing. like it's been so many times. Like anytime you download an app, you got that whole end user agreement that you're on 50 pages. You don't know what you're signing. A lot of people back then, like I said, it wasn't minded. I'm signing like, a document that says whatever the fuck I do on my phone, you have the rights to use. You can use my camera. You can use my phone number. Infrared. You can use whatever. I'm giving it up. I know what the fuck I'm signing. But I mean, I don't think that means that the company should just get carte blanche to the person's artistry for the end of time. Like I say, allow the people to buy it back if they didn't negotiate it for it up front. Even if they're making however much money from the shows and stuff, it's still their artistry that's earning a lot of this income for the brand or the organization or whatever. So I think the artist should be, I wouldn't say necessarily entitled to, but they should have access to it if they want to pursue that. Like some people aren't as business minded to pursue that access because they're not thinking long term. You know, right. oh yeah, I'm making tons of show money now and all that stuff. That's cool. But generations, generations down the line, like if you they have these masters and everything, they're still using this timeless music because we're always going to hear Anita Baker because the music is timeless. If that allows the future generations person, to eat. I don't necessarily think it's greedy for someone to after x amount of years want to go back and get their masters i think it's smart of her yeah she kind of lost out like you said it took so so many years like you said touring back in 91 and now we in 2021 you're just trying to do this like yeah but better late than never if you want to yeah, be, a business no person, I'm a be a business person it's a lot of people that was coming after points and mm -hmm. ownership long before 91 niggas was doing that shit in the 50s and the 60s they mm -hmm. no, I don't want that. Or right, you can keep that. I, I want to own my shit. I don't want, or I want this percentage of ownership. Like yeah. you know what it is when you sign that shit. Like you're trying to get on. Like and I get like it, it's it's the move. If somebody come and flash a uh, um, fifty million dollars in my face, mm -hmm. yes, I'm taking a, a fuck. You can have it. I don't. If do I get this money? 
Do mm -hmm. I get to move out of the situation I'm in right now? Yes, mm -hmm. you can have it. Now, once I push that shit and get myself to a financial place where I feel like I can be a business person and negotiate mm -hmm. the rights to this, then yeah, but don't make it seem like these, don't get me wrong, some shit is, yes, contracts are predatory, but everything in America is predatory. You go out here and you get a fucking credit card and these motherfuckers, mm -hmm. oh yeah, the first year is zero interest, and then you get a second year, that shit is fucking 30%. Like, you, everybody's getting beat. Everybody getting their ass whooped out here. Like, yeah. you can't just, oh, because I, I, I made it, so now I'm not getting my ass whooped no more. No, everybody get their ass whooped. You pick your ass whoopers. You pick yours, you got your ass whooped. Go pick your switch, boy. <laughs> go try to get it back. Go out to the tree, pick your switch. You pick your ass whooping. We, I ain't gonna keep arguing this. We can go the whole show arguing this. So <laughs> I just really disagree with all that bullshit you saying. But we we could go further on going to the next. <laughs> all right, all right. Speaking of ass whooping, uh, <laughs> one of the gospel greats uh, was was going off recently on his son threatening an ass whooping uh, based on a phone call that the, the I believe his son had recorded and then posted to uh, social media. None other than Kirk Franklin was, was getting super heated on the line, you know, talking big like he was really going to put hands on on the boy. I think we got the the clip right here. Go ahead and play, it, Jay. Why are you finding that? I stand with Kirk. Fuck what yeah. you talking about. <laughs> put your foot in his ass. Break your neck, nigga. All that. I'm with, I'm with all that shit. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know all the details behind it or the details of their relationship and details whatnot, but people are allowed to get mad. Like, people are allowed to voice their frustration. Like, I think it's, you can't be canceling people for every little thing. Like, that's his son. You know, like I say, on the outside looking in, not knowing their relationship, what may have happened in the past. Like, he's he at his son. He wants some respect from his son, you know? Some of the some of the worst, most nastiest conversations, arguments, fights you're gonna have is with closest friends and family. Mm -hmm. That's just what's gonna happen. I'm just glad because who made that joke before? Dio Hughley, not Dio Hughley. Somebody else made that joke. It was like, I know Kirk gonna come out and start <laughs> and start cussing those songs. Niggas already knew Kirk be cussing, dog. He got too many regular songs that's flipped in the gospel songs, but he'll not be dropping that shit like that, bro. Ah, uh, here we go. I think I got it queued up here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so break your for neck, nigga. <laughs> um, yeah, look here, man. I, I'm just gonna keep it a bean. I could tell that my life has been raised by fear, then respect, then reverence. Because when his son tried to clap back, I got concerned as if Kurt was gonna go through the phone and, and choke that the shit out of me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that was my respect for my moms and my parent parental figures. And I was like, oh, how would we, how dare you talk to your father like that? Like, nah, fuck out of here, man. Anybody He's, that's mad about this shit, your kids he said, I dare you to his pop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, crazy. That's insane to me. Like, no, no, fuck out of here. Anybody man. that's mad at Kurt for that is, is crazy as hell. And the fact that he, 
he called him a bitch ass nigga, and that was a, a, a fair and accurate assessment because any grown thirty. And, and I, when I first heard, him, I'm like, damn, Kurt got a son, like a young son. Yeah, they tell this nigga thirty three. Right, right, right. <laughs> why is this new? Why are you recording your phone conversation to anybody at thirty three years old to your to your family? Because mm -hmm. he's soft. That's why. Come on, because he a bitch ass nigga. Yeah, and he deserves to have a foot in his ass and and get his neck broke. We need that on the shirt. Yeah, man, like, somebody got somebody got to like somebody got to make some Kirk. I will break your neck, nigga. Stomp <laughs> some shirt. <laughs> I will break. I'm so far off the spectrum of it. And past but... Troy, they got to come out with the Vice Versa remix with, right. with Kirk. <laughs> like I said, I'm so far off the spectrum that if I heard one of my homeboys talking to their parent like that, I would have to check them. Like I'd be like, man, what the fuck you talking to your parent? Like what? Like nah, nah. Call your people right now and apologize. Like that's that's just that's completely out of pocket, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I ain't gonna go that far now. That's completely out of pocket, man. Come on, this man. disrespect begets disrespect. I don't care who it is. Nah, nah. Not when it come. Not gonna come to the the parent that raised you. Nah, 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 nah. You. But you your parents shouldn't even really be disrespecting you. Like you can discipline somebody without disrespecting them. Like I don't, my parents wouldn't disrespect me, but they sure would discipline me if I needed it. Let's, let's keep it a buck. Buddy was, Buddy was provoking, dude. Whenever you got a camera set up to do something, he provoked mm -hmm. that reaction out, out of cause. Yeah, he did. He, he for you to already have your recording device set up, whatever it is that mm -hmm. y'all got on. This is clearly some shit that's been going on. For a while, and you yeah, right. you playing a publicity stunt. Mm -hmm. I've had in my family like some nasty conversations. Mm -hmm. Parents, siblings, shit just get funky sometimes. Mm -hmm. Do I think I've ever been always been on the side of being respectful? Mm -hmm. No, nah. I I know I haven't. Like I mm -hmm. know I've crossed that line before. But I haven't done it in a in a in a manner or in a way or in a in a, with the purpose of like oh I'm trying to expose you I'm yeah. trying to get something out of you like no nah, you said some foul shit and maybe when I was a teenager that shit was fly mm -hmm. we ain't, no look look I'm 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 gonna go as far as to say is and this is my personal shit when you were a young cat yeah I'm with you like because. The, the respect quote, you say things like, oh, respect begets respect. I, I get it. I know that's how you roll, Nip, and I respect you, and I love you for it, because you know I'm a different brand on that. Like, I'm always going to give everybody respect, first and foremost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to give even more respect to the ones that gave me birth, and the ones that are really, really in my circle. Like, it would take a lot of... Now, me and, you, me and your relationship is different, Nip. Like, we can go back and forth, and I never feel like it's beef animosity, but we could talk yeah, to each other no. real funky, but it yeah. ain't never no hate. Right, but well, my parents is a reverence kind of thing where it's like I can't talk to my mother how I talk to my friends, and even if the situation is exactly the same, mm -hmm. because it's a reverence there for me. And for me, I'd rather walk away or just leave it than to come out disrespectful to my mother. And the only time I've been truly disrespectful to my mother was when I was like 17 or 18. Mm -hmm. But as an adult, like if I were, like I said, it was one time I might have like you curse while I was talking to her. Not talking, not curse at my mother, but cursed on the phone with my mother. I had to yeah. stop and check myself and be like, hey, my bad. I gotta mean to you. Like, my mother mm -hmm. didn't care. She didn't understand. I was just emotional at the moment. But my even my reverence kicked in and was like, let me fall back. I don't see any way that as a grown man, like we said, we talking 33. We're not talking no 
18, 17, 16, yeah. as a grown man that's been out here. And you all know, as you become your own man and you have your own life and all that, you get even more reverence for your parents for the stuff they had to go through to provide for you. Mm-hmm. I can't see coming out of pocket to my pops or my moms. And I, my pops ain't even in the picture. I don't even mm-hmm. know that nigga. If he came to me talking crazy, I still just for the fact that he gave me life, I just probably look at him and be like, man, we're we not going to do this. And I'm going to let it ride. I'm going to walk it off. And that's just how it's just how I get down because I'm not going I'm not going to go there with one ain't going there with no old head anyway. But two, I'm definitely going to go there with a crackhead. So I'm really like, nah, I'm good here. Like, I just don't see any way because even your parents going to fall on one side of the spectrum. Either they were really good to you and you shouldn't talk out of pocket or they were shitty to you. And why are you giving a shitty person that kind of energy? I feel so you. Homeboy, I, I don't know how Kurt was in his life, but either or, he, his parents gonna fall in either one of that category. So nah, he, 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 that energy he was giving, he ain't had to give. The energy he was giving off was that that privilege shit. Like I, yeah. I didn't really have to work for nothing. I ain't, he ain't really touch real life and shit until he was an adult. And you probably mad because pops was like, I ain't paying your bills no more. Or some goofy <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Right. Um, I do think I have this. I have this conversation a lot. The kids especially black kids, us born between like, I'm going to say like 75, between 1975 and 1995, mm-hmm. not to be on no victim shit, because I don't, I don't take it into like, oh, I need something from somebody else. But we went through some shit as some kids, bro. I agree. Like, I agree. We went through a lot of shit, like niggas was on drugs, dying, OD, mm-hmm. getting killed mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of shit as kids. So it's like, I don't necessarily stick to, and I respect that. I do think that we should have a certain reverence. Like there's a certain reverence that I have for my parents and for elders in general. Mm-hmm. That, like I'm not about to still off on the way, even though yeah. me and my pops have, <laughs> me and my pops have gotten into some, some fucking fisticuffs before. <laughs> but that's just like, that's family shit. But yeah. I would yeah. never fucking publicly go on like Facebook or Instagram with a personal beef, even knowing all the shit that me and my pops have been through, I would never publicly disrespect him. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's one on one, if we're in the closet, I'm gonna say what you gotta. I gotta say you gonna say what you gotta say. Maybe you still off on me. Maybe I still off on you. But <laughs> in public, no, nah, we're not gonna do that. Like I, like I'm down, and, and maybe that's just me. I'm down all for if if we in private. And we having a private moment and a private mm. conversation, whether mm. it be me and you as my best friend, whether it be me and my mother, me and my wife, whoever, we can get as disrespectful as we want to get. Mm. It's in private. Mm. I don't care. You say if you start talking crazy to me, I'm the way my shit built now. I, yeah, I'm. Yeah, you about to catch it back. Like you can't just <laughs> you can't walk out here giving shit out and not expect to get nothing back. That's just how I feel about right life in general. But in public, yeah. no, I would never say, come on, bro. I'm not going to record myself telling a nigga to dare me and all this shit. And I didn't benefit the cuffs with my pop before. So. But also, too, I'll admit, like, in my perspective, too, guys, I, I, got I, didn't, two, have a, two to one. I didn't have a daddy in the, the house. So <laughs> that, that whole, you know, king of the house, you know, Prince Cup, like, y'all got a different dynamic. I know Chris, his pop's in the house. So mm-hmm. and he, you two have a different dynamic than I have because I didn't have, it, it was no other, it was no more alpha male in the house but me. So I didn't have to worry about only only I did was get along with my moms and it was and there was, we was PTA, yeah. in the building. But it's a different game when it's another man in the house and you becoming a man. So I don't know, mm-hmm. Chris, what's your thoughts, man? Um, yeah, I think my experience is a little bit 
different than Nip. I never really, me and my dad, we never gotten any uh, serious arguments. <laughs> my mom was more of the disciplinarian than my dad. So he would definitely um, get on me if I was screwing up or something or acting dumb. But I would get a, catch a lot of flack from my mom first. And then if it, I did something really bad, and dad would chime in too. I'm like, man, come on, you got to. That's just not him, though. He's not like a loud, boisterous person. Um, but I have heard from my uncles, though. They were telling me on the side, like, look, man, whatever you do, don't ever try and fight your dad. That nigga is crazy. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I, I always heard that in the back of my head, too. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I didn't heard just, the story. I don't know. So I, know I think I kind of get that from him, too. Like, just our demeanors. Like, I'm not really trying to argue back and forth with people. Um, the disrespect, I feel like I can try and express a disagreement or disappointment with a situation or say, hey, this is how this made me feel and go from there. But if I get to the point to where I'm trying to fight, I'm trying to hurt somebody. It's not like, um, you know what I mean? So it's, I think it's a little bit different, but especially in this case with Kirk being so famous, you can tell that the son was trying to expose him to get some clout or yeah. do something he stupid. Some, it's not, you know what I mean? Like he was on some bitch shit. That, that's not. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. when you go through like, and you, you pop, oh man, how do I say this shit without act, talking crazy? <laughs> your pop was probably a different pop than my pop was. Let's, let's put it that yeah. way. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yes, yes. It's <laughs> going both your dads, hundred <laughs> percent. So that's why. Shout out to Gary. That's my dude. But your pops, your pops <laughs> is a different nigga. I mean, and it's pretty much like my pops too. So I can't even call it. But that's your a pops different nigga. dude, man. That's a different just, breed, man. Got, like you gotta he, check he him. Got, he got clean to clean that shit up a little bit earlier. Shit, it's a little. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but. Yeah, it's a difference. So when you talk about niggas going through some traumatic shit in childhood, and, mm -hmm. then, and then you know what I mean, a nigga put you through some shit, and then and then try to check you on some shit. It's like, nah, we ain't about to do that. that. Yeah, we, we got to throw that. that up. Like we could be still be cool, and we could still keep a certain dynamic between us. But it's like, yeah, we just like, yeah, I'm a man now. You a man now, and let's settle this because you you getting out of pocket and shit. Like that's just, mm -hmm. it's a different. It's a different dynamic and shit, but I, yeah, I feel, yeah, but never in public, never. Yeah, never definitely not in public. display of disrespect, like, no, nah, we're not going to do yeah, that. Nah. And the thing is, that with the whole day trying to, him trying to get his dad canceled, like, Kirk talks about his downfalls and stuff publicly in his music and interviews. He's never said, oh, I'm the perfect person. You know, my fiance was reminding me, was, yeah, you know, talking about his porn addiction, different struggles he's going through with his life. So it's not like Kirk is trying to necessarily portray this squeaky clean image, even though his music, you know, it being gospel definitely has a, a highly positive message. Kirk is not the star that's trying to say, oh, he's better than everybody. You know, he's trying to meet everybody where they're at with the songs and everything. So I think it kind of backfired. And I think a lot of people got a little bit more respect for Kirk <laughs> after the Exactly. Like, <laughs> like all this, this is only going to do good you know, for when Kirk. Use a Bible, when to use your rifle. You talking yeah. that shit? You finna, you finna get this foot in your ass, young buck? Kirk <laughs> said GP ain't going nowhere, bro. You about to say nah, I don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I am a little perturbed at, 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 at the way he used them cuss words. I feel like if he used them a bit more throughout his life, his shit would have flew. It would, it would have flowed a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? You got right. softening his short his sword. You got. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't call better cuss out from my goddamn grandmama. That like that's <laughs> that's just off the real. In his, yeah. his defense, I feel like Kurt got so mad. You know, you get so mad. Yeah, he threw that stuff. shit together. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he got so bad that he just started. It just he just all it just fell out like. <laughs> 
<laughs> he threw it together too fast. It wasn't thought out. <laughs> right, right, right. That was raw emotion. He lost his, yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He lost his composure. So he was like, nah, I gotta let this this young homie have it, man. Yeah, he's definitely ready man. to bring the rockets though. That thing, was man. crazy, crazy, crazy. But moving on to a lighter note, uh, you know, we're gonna get off of the GPI with me stomp era and move more towards hip hop dances. Some of the dances. Oh no, no, before know. we jump into hip hop dances, man, let's go mm -hmm. ahead and let Nip cut that cake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but on, 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 oh, on okay. the same lines we had uh, last week. What we have last week, it was uh, reasons, Earth right? Five yeah, reasons. Yeah. Five reasons. So this this week we got cut the cake by uh, average white band, and, and we're gonna continue to show um how nasty uh our, our parents were uh, uh on the low freaky right. uh so we got cut the cake what was that 1971 i think it was let me make sure i got the year right somewhere around there let's just say it's 71 here we All go right. yeah cut the cake give me a little piece <laughs> let me lick up the cream this is the hey. intro. We three lines in. Hey. <laughs> we three lines in. Cut the Cut cake. The cake. <laughs> with, uh, just a little piece. Baby, you know what I mean. Cut the cake. Give me a little piece. A little loving on the side. Mm. Cut the cake under the piece just to keep me satisfied. Mm. Now he got the bag for it. Gimme, gimme, gimme. We didn't all been there before. <laughs> I don't I don't beg for nothing, brother. Hey, listen, you better stop it. You know, that's a lie. I've been around you when you've been begging. You better stop that lie. Hey, cool out, cool out. <laughs> uh, cool out, cool out. Hey, cool out. <laughs> Where we at? Uh cut the case, the little piece. Uh sweet love. Wait, what's the what's the what's the uh well, cut it the case so good? Don't pass it at, don't pass, pass it around. Right. That's that's Damn. the one I was looking for. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Niggas hogging the cake, you man. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, back up later. That's me. So uh yeah, we you gotta cut it down. Woo. <laughs> hey, that reminds me of another old song too. It was on one of his video games I was playing, talking about butcher Pete and hacking, whacking, chopping that meat. That's crazy, yo. Those our parents and their parents, they was on some stuff too. It was just dressed better. I say it was better presented. It was a little bit more, I guess, appealing on the front end. It wasn't as boombastic as we have it now, but yeah, this oh, is crazy. He stopped that. He still be giving more to feed up later, bro. He still. Where we at? Where we at? Uh, cut the cake. Just a little piece of your sweet love. Uh huh. Go ahead and cut that cake. Don't you know that I can't get enough? But here gonna join our folks right here. Cut the cake. What you want to know that I ain't a greedy man. Yeah, he ain't greedy. I ain't greedy. You know? I just want a piece. Just bring me a piece. Let me get a slice. Oh, my God. Cut the cake. Don't you know that I'll do the best I can. There you go, brother. Don't. That's see, you it. know what? That's all I got that's, for That's you. what a lot of brothers mess up at. Because a lot of that's brothers. That's all I got you know, for you. Be, yeah. When they get in their bag, they be like, oh, look, I'm going to do this to her. I'm going to do that to her. Now, this joke was like, no, nah, I'm going to do the best I, I can. It. I got I got what I got. I came with I came with what I'm leaving with, and, and that's it. <laughs> and so and then we got uh you know going to the course, but then cut the cake, give me a little piece, let me lick up the cream. You know, he he on to that. Uh -huh. cut the cake with well, just a little piece, baby. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he again, like I said. 
But then he, you know, he pretty much goes to the end when he's like, cut the cake. I need a little piece just to keep me satisfied. There you go. Look, I'm a, I'm be a buck. I'm gonna keep it a buck. Like when I don't get me a piece of cake, you know, I'm a big brother. So if I if I don't get me a piece of cake, all of a sudden, oh, we start arguing. And all of a sudden, it's disruptive in the house. So Indeed. I feel you know, just keep me satisfied. I understand what he's saying. Like if you don't get Indeed. that cake, man, you it, it just get it get real ugly in your household. It's hard to maintain it properly. I like so, when he was like, uh, "Never knew you cooked the way you do." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. so he was surprised. He, he was thinking, "Oh, got him out of there." Like, oh. <laughs> German chocolate. He's like, got got him right up out of there. Oh yeah, like Chris said. I mean, she had different. She had you know the, the vanilla icing on the chocolate cake. She had mm-hmm. the chocolate cake with the, the chocolate icing. Gave you the German. Gave you a red velvet, velvet cake. Different. I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean, just, just, yeah. When you, you maybe had to do this when you brought it up, Nip, and I, we had to look, I had to look through the lyrics, man. I said, uh, how the average white band giving it up like this? They just, mm-hmm. they just Freaky in here. They, they, mm-hmm. Freaky deaky. Yes, sir. And uh, look up the crayon. I'm, 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 I'm most certain, buddy. That buddy definitely blitzed that two hole. <laughs> He called the blitz. <laughs> he, de- he definitely called the blitz. He definitely called the blitz. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely wild back then. Man. If anybody's just tuning in, then you'll have to watch the beginning of the show to know what the blitz is. Uh, but- <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Blitz a tool. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. You look here, man. Yo, well, you know he did. You you singing songs like that. Yeah, you definitely you definitely blitzing the two hole. That's what. <laughs> He was so adamant about licking up the cream too. That's why I'm like, man. Y'all hey, look here, man. Actually, the, the song I was gonna bring up to this one was uh Summer Rain by Carl Thomas. Because I got a lot of innuendo in that summer rain, bro. Mm. And he he, you know, I gotta go back. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I I figured that, but I gotta I gotta go back and, and listen to it as an adult now. Was well, an you adult, know, adult. I probably was a teenager then. I ain't catch everything. Yeah, you know what's yeah. crazy? I've heard this song a million, million, million times, and I always catch on the uh the horns. And the give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, yep. give me, give me that. The rest of the lyrics, I do not remember what they were saying at all, but I would always catch up, you know, to those specific points on the song. But it's crazy. Like, this really makes you want to go back and look at all the songs you used to listen to in the car. I know with my pops, we would be going down to St. Mary's or something. And I used to live up the road. Boom, we listen to old school funk, all that kind of stuff all the way down the road. I'm just jamming out to the songs. Like, oh, this is cool. Mind you, never knowing what they're talking about. I know some crazy stuff in those songs. Listen to Rick James, all these. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. oh, well, you know, Rick told you straight we up. Gotta, we got to do yeah, it. Rick was straight up. <laughs> I mean, Mary Jane, Brick. I mean, you could name it all. Every Rick James song was about getting that goods. Hell, mm-hmm. even if you listen to Eddie Murphy's party all the time, and he made, yeah. he wrote for Eddie. That's mm-hmm. all about that. <laughs> man, I can't believe Eddie sung that, man. They made a video about that. That's terrible, Eddie. <laughs> No, the jump with him and uh, who was he with? Was it Mike or Prince? Like the video, and they had like the flowers and stuff coming down. He had the weird shades on. He was like, "Oh yeah, that was with Mike, uh, Eddie with Mike." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, come on, Eddie. Hey, look here, man. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna disrespect Eddie after we gave him his props last week, but Eddie be on some wild shit. Actually, I ain't bringing up last week. Better movie, Coming to America or Beverly Hills Cop? Coming to America. Ooh. Yeah, I think I like Coming to America a little bit more. I'm gonna go Beverly Hills. I think Coming to America is funnier. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, think Beverly yeah. Hills Cop is a better movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, you talking about like plot and all that shit? Like, yeah. Oh, you know, you know, you know, you don't care about that nip. So I, that's why I need to bring it up. Right. 
Right. right. <laughs> it's funny. Like it's clear. Like what fucking Zamuna? I gotta catch a flight to Queens to find the queen. What the fuck? That shit's stupid. It's like the storyline in the new one was stupid, but it was just a good movie. Yeah. Actually, it was up. I ended up watching it. I liked it. I liked it. I didn't hate on it at all. Found, it was a cool found his son off a drawing off a nigga dreaming. Get the fuck out of here. Just went, just went to Queens yeah, to the hey, barbershop, look here, man. Look and they here, found man. this nigga scalping tickets in Madison Square like Garden. Okay, you're not gonna disrespect our ancestors like that, Nip. Come you're on, right. now. you right. You, you didn't dream some shit and put it into fruition too in your life, so you better stop it. Okay. <laughs> Actually, you know what? My Fetty, my favorite Eddie Murphy movie is um The Golden Child. I did anybody say anything different? That, that I think mine might be life. I, I like life a lot. That joke's funny to me. The Golden Child is basically a sci-fi movie, and they just dropped a straight ninja in there. It was like, what would what would a black man do in these situations? Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's probably not my favorite. I, I think I'm still going with uh either coming to America or or, or like yeah. Oh, no Harlem Nights in y'all rankings. Oh, I yeah, like Harlem Nights. No, no, no. You, you're right. You're right. Call, coming to America, Harlem Nights. Probably, mm, Harlem Nights probably is probably funnier than, than uh. They coming to America. Life Oof. is it for me. I don't know. That don't know. That's a tough one, man. Hollow Mike versus coming to America. Which one's funnier? That's a tough one, bro. Oh, you want to hit people with garbage cans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. That's a tough one. Nah, man. You, you make it seem like it's easy. That's a tough one, bro. <laughs> Either no, way, you make it. It's, it's tough because there's so many sight gags of coming to America. That'll get you on. I mean, just the whole them watching the Soul Glow commercial yeah, yeah. is funny as shit for no reason except yeah, yeah. for like the sight gag of it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. even Sam Jackson sticking up the spot. Like, that's oh, did I bring that up last week when I, yeah, I, we I, did. I was like, all right, all right, cool. I made to make sure I was clear on that. They should have mm-hmm. had Sam back in there. Yeah, that would have been hard. Rhinoceros Pizzle. All right, yes, sorry. Bro. I know we just went completely off track there. Sorry, Chris. You know, put us back on track, man, because you know we'll talk about bullshit for the whole hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we want to bring up uh hip-hop dances. So we know uh dancing is definitely one of the pillars of hip-hop. Um, we've had plenty of different dances all throughout the ages, you know, from you got the, what the WAP, got the running man, all sorts of different dances through different time periods of hip-hop. So that got us to thinking, what are some of your favorite hip-hop dances? throughout the years like what which one stuck out to you which one's your favorite i'll go first i think um i think the one that kind of took over during my age well two so you got the uh definitely the harlem shake was crazy when that came out mm-hmm. um and then kind of in my high school era you know the atl influence was heavy so they had the the snap jump you know throwing doing all the snap dances it was that influenced a whole genre of music you just had straight snap music for several years so i think those were a couple that stood out to me the harlem shake and of course the snap dance what do y'all think you go, Nip. what you got man the one that's most i think the most influential would probably have to be the running man dog <laughs> like that probably had to be yeah, yeah. Between that shit and like the cabbage patch, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think I think oh. I'm gonna go with Running Man. The Running, oh. the running Man was, was that joint. Running Man, oh, was you gotta do it now, though. No, whatever your favorite dance is, you, you gotta put it on the. <laughs> nah, All right, we're gonna start the Harlem Shake, bro. <laughs> 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 oh, no, I got it. <laughs> 
Man, I mean, I mean, shout out to, to DC beating your feet. So just want to throw that in. Oh, yeah, yeah. For Togo, sure go-go. Shout out to that for that. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Running Man was like, we're going to be my number one. But uh, I'm a, besides that, man, I'm going to go one straight to straight to the name of it, man. The Humpty Dance, bro. Like, that was a joy. Yeah. I mean, and that was in that category of whack hip hop. But for some reason, man, that shit used to pop off, man. So. Does the electric slide count as hip hop? No, no, because <laughs> that's the one called count as no line dance can be consistent. No, what about the wobble? Ooh. That's straight, that's a rap song. No, nah, we're not doing that. Which one's better, electric slide or the wobble? It's a line dance. What did you say? The wobble? Oh, yeah. no, 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 I said it's a line dance. I didn't say no. I'm asking no, no. Chris said the wobble's the better dance, it's the better. The wobble has a higher slide. skill ceiling. Come on, man. The, the wobble is more technical. It Come depends on. on which wobble you're doing. <laughs> see, look, you I start the off the normal the jump and then freak it, it halfway it through. Little, like, I look a little better, but the electric slide is, is the standard. It, yeah. The wobble ain't shit, but the electric slide with some goddamn fancy footwork. Nah, it's way different. It's way different. <laughs> it's way different. <laughs> look, man. Look, you get a joker that can freak the electric slide. It's like the best shit you ever seen in your life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The wobble, you get a joke that freak the wobble. It, it, I mean, it's just gonna be how hard they shaking yeah, their ass. Right. I mean, that's what's called the space. <laughs> it's, uh, it's about, it's 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 about 20, 2009, 2010. I was out, man. I, I don't know where I was at, drunk as shit. Probably Barber's Hall up in North Philly. I was hitting the goddamn lecture slide when to go kick the bucket, rip my goddamn pants. Uh, yeah. I did that too. I think one time in the bar. The wobble can't make you do that. That's you can't make you do that. You can't drop that thing and 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 then kick your way out the bucket. It, it, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. no. I ain't dropped no things, but I, don't, I, I definitely ripped. My Sorry for the audience that is not familiar with the terms that Tony is using. It. It's a part where you know where you do the step up and step back, and then you kick your foot around to turn position. It's called kicking the bucket. So to keep everybody caught up here, because I know our audience is diverse. Sometimes I get texts like, "Man, nip so blah blah." What the hell did that mean? And I'm like, "Oh yeah, you." you just like I text everybody about if uh, the DJs ever made them feel thugged out. And uh, a lot of my friends text back and say, I don't know what exactly that means. And I said, all right, well, we, you know, we don't got to discuss it no further then. Exactly. The, the more DJ you, know. make you feel thugged out. <laughs> DJ make you feel thugged out. So we just exclude the Cupid slide, right? Because I think the Cupid shuffle is trash. But it might only when I feel that way. I like the Cupid shuffle. I, that's fine. I do. I'm one person <laughs> I love dancing like. You ask anybody, I'm, anytime it's any function, I'm on the dance floor the whole time. Like, as tall as I am, I, I know I look goofy, but I just love dancing, especially a lot of these hip hop dances and stuff. The line dances, I'm here for it. So, Cupid Shuffle, Biker Shuffle, the Zydeco, what do they call it? Oh, you know, I, don't I like know. that one. Shoot, Booty Call, Cha Cha Slide. I, I'm there. What's, what's it. the yeah, new I'm one they out here doing? I'm, I'm with the, the Booty Call, Booty, booty Call, my joint. Yeah, yeah, booty call is tight. Uh, what's, what's the new joke they out here doing with the? I guess they, it came from some dude that some black dude dances on some country song or something. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, my wife know what it is. Talking. I wish I know so I could pull it up so people know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I know it's a video of a black dude and he's like cranking doing it. Like he going, I yeah. mean, he got like the shorts and some boots. Yeah, or something yeah, yeah. I can't. I haven't learned it yet. I'm still trying to learn that joke. I forgot. I I forgot what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about, but I forgot the name of it. It's hard though. It's oh, hard. okay. I think I found it. Hold on. Let me go on. Get it on the, the screen share. I think this may be it because homeboy be getting it in, bro. Yeah, he cranking. 
But you're, I guess that goes to our conversation earlier today when we talk about the culture mm-hmm. and how uh, we are the culture and everybody take from us because uh, the way homeboy be killing this shit. I was like, damn, dude is he in the pocket and everything when he getting in on this. Oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> I just need you to get real loose. Get comfortable. You can tell he country as hell, too. <laughs> Grab your loved ones. Yeah, the you store it. <laughs> and if you're by yourself, no worries. Just follow after me. Yeah. I want to do the two step in cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with him. Do the hold down and get into it. Hey, but I cut my scope at all. Take it to the left now. Hey, so the and dip drop. with it. Don't hold down. <laughs> Take a seat. Hey. <laughs> that was like the burning. To the left, to the left now. To the right, to the right. Now take your left hand. Yeah, you're crazy out here. Put it on your side. Don't roll your shoulders. I ain't rolling my shoulders like that. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't got to be doing that. Oh, we got that by and I. This time to shout. Uh-oh. I'm going to do the two-step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin. Yeah, yeah. Homeboy be getting it in, dog. I can't even front, front like homeboy be going off. He's going here. One of my favorite videos, though. That's been a lot of One of my favorite videos. I don't know if y'all ever seen it, though. And this just shows you how big some of these dances become the the whip and nene jump. Uh, yeah. It, they had like a crowd. It was full of, of white kids. And they had like a chorus. They were doing a chorus version of the song. And all the kids was dancing. That shit was so funny. <laughs> That might have been that's a that might have been a top five hip hop dance too with Nene. That 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 yeah. that one. That yeah, one. Did you hear about boy. um Silento, the dude that made the song? Like he just recently got in some some trouble or something. He, I forget what the story was, but it was crazy. I don't know if it was like a murder or oh yeah, that's what, I don't know. Yeah, he was oh, in some damn troubles. Yeah, that's the problem, man. When you make songs like that, motherfuckers think it's sweet, and then they can run up on you talking any kind of crazy way because. You made a song that people consider kind of soft for hip hop. Yeah. And I, I don't know the story, but I'm assuming usually when situations like jokers like that get tried up, it's usually mm-hmm. just cats think they sweet because they made a say like a song that kids rock to or some shit like that. But yeah, well, shout out to the brother. Hopefully he's safe and doing well. All prayers to him. I mean, prayers to if he did hurt somebody to the family. But uh, I mean, come on. People can't be running up on folks, man. You never know. Exactly. Right. Speaking of uh, trends in hip hop, um, what are some of the trends that you all are glad have run their course throughout uh, hip hop? Look, I'm going to be honest. The, the trend, and it kind of tied into what we just said. I, the trend I'm glad has kind of gotten this way out of hip hop is hip hop not being about dancing and having fun no more, man. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that like now we're getting back to dancing and people coming up with dances and having fun again. I hate when it got to that trend where everybody was just mean mugging and looking hard. Like, I hated that shit. Like, it just, mm-hmm. just kind of killed it. I mean, I loved it when it was like, you know, was it goody mob? People don't dance no more. All they do is all they do. Like it just I, I what I fell in love with hip hop was about the dance. It was about mm-hmm. the culture, but the dancing and people having fun. And even I mean, like hip hop's the only, let's be real, the only genre of music where you could be down there on the floor getting it, and all that person talk about is selling grams and shooting niggas, and you still out here getting your thing going. Like, but it went through a whole phase where cats was just like, nah, I'm too tough to be dancing. And it was like, really? Like, is, is that what we on now? Like, cause Hip hop supposed to be fun. Like this is what, like all black music supposed to be fun. We deal with enough real stuff out in the streets. Yeah. When we listen to music, it's supposed to be fun or some kind of enjoyment needs to come from it. If I'm mm-hmm. gonna pay this money to be up in this club, I'm trying to go dance. I'm trying to go do it. And so mm-hmm. I'm just glad we got rid of that. Uh, you know that that taboo. Oh man, you soft or it ain't cool to dance in hip hop. So 
that's probably mine, man. I'm glad we got back to getting in and in. And I, I granted, I won't do no damn Tootsie slide, but at least this existed for someone else to do. And I'm cool with that. Oh, and Jay, you know, it's funny. Uh, he about to hate. He about to hate. <laughs> no, real quick before Nip going, like, you know what? A perfect example of that is a hot nigga by Bobby Schmurder. He talking yes. about killing fools the whole song, but everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's in there, oh, yeah. we in that joint. Even though you know, everybody copyrights to Diddy, though. He, he need to get he need to get him. He need to get some royalties for Diddy for selling Diddy dance. But all right. Go ahead, Nip. Uh damn, y'all threw me off with the with the with the hot boy shit. Was, <laughs> damn, what was I about to say? Was I'm glad it's gone. Uh I don't know. I'll be glad when Drake is gone. I'll be glad that's that's what it was. I'm glad that uh Auto tune. I'm glad Auto Tune is is is, is getting mm. is, is, is the fuck. Besides T Pain, because I was banging with T Pain, but everybody else the Auto Tune. I'm I'm glad that shit is phased out. Like I'm I'm, I'm glad with that shit. It's gone. Is T Pain underrated, man? Because I feel yes. for the hits that T Pain got, we don't yes. put no talk on T Pain name. Like he's he's definitely underrated. Oh, for sure, yeah. Definitely. Like, you just yeah. said his name, and I just thought about seven hits off the rip, like right. before I even just thought about it. Like, right. Damn. Shout out to T Pain, man. Get that man. Yeah, I definitely was on the bartender. I just she's buying me drinks. I met the bar with her. I didn't I didn't fell in love with a stripper or two. You know what I'm saying? I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm rocking yeah. with T Pain. <laughs> Booty going up, down. No, yeah, it's just, it just so many of them, bro. <laughs> Even a joint with him and Chris Brown, kiss, kiss. Like, it's just a bunch. Like, we can just go yeah. through the booty work. I didn't say yeah. booty work. Booty work. Yep, yep. Yeah, man, we managed yeah. to do a whole, a whole segment for T Pain, man. Giving him, mm -hmm. giving him his flowers, man. Because shit. If we don't do it, ain't nobody else going to. That's it. I'm trying to think. Um, for the trends that kind of were around, I guess, when I was growing up, kind of getting into hip hop. I wouldn't say it's any that I don't. I'm like super glad that they're gone. Um, like I said, we went through different periods. Like it was a period where it was just nothing but the South kind of on top with regard to music. But I didn't hate any of the the stuff that came out of that. I think more so now looking into the future, like I would say I'll be glad when a lot of the toughness and like bravado around the drill scene kind of phases mm. out and people can just more so make their music and not necessarily feed so much into the violent aspect of it. Like it's always going to be a violent type of music, but we're actually seeing a lot of cases where like the music is directly um, affecting people on the street and stuff like that. Like I, I saw this dude um, on YouTube, he goes into like these super in-depth breakdowns of like all these beefs between these crews and all the music and stuff they're making. They're talking about like, smoking each other, all this kind of crazy stuff. I'm like, man, this is wild. And I know there's always been violence probably around hip hop. There probably always will be. But, you know, I like drill music, but I, I'll i be glad once people just leave it in the booth and not necessarily rushing out to make a name for themselves and, and take a lot of this to the streets because a lot of people getting locked up. A lot of people die. You know, we've seen recently with King Vaughn. Uh, it's been pretty crazy. So I'll be glad when that's done. Other than that, I can't really speak on too many um trends that i, I didn't like too much uh yeah aside from everybody using auto-tune yeah i would agree with Nick on that everybody except for paint using the auto-tune 
That would probably yeah, back was closed with a uh, crisscross. I hated that shit too. Oh yeah, yeah. that shit was whack to me. Crisscross. I mean, it, they sold a lot and they made them real popular, but that shit was whack mm-hmm. to me. I fuck with a motherfucker trying, trying to pee with a zipper on his ass. Fuck out of here, man! I ain't looking at no other man ass. Yeah, I say yeah. You got to drop total can't, trial can't, to pee, bro. Can't, can't <laughs> have the dick hole by your butt. That's not cool. That's, that's not cool. Bro. <laughs> That's not cool. Yeah, that's going to the urinal, urinal dropping straight ass cheeks, but it go pee in the urinal, like nah. That's not cool at all. That's a negative. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, also, and maybe the LL one leg up because I never got it. I never understood why that was dope. I mean, LL used to do it. It was dope, but I, you know, other cats. Did anybody else actually do it? Maybe they did do it. I don't know. All right. I don't really remember. I think it was just LL. Also, uh, and another one. I mean, now. I, this is me saying it now as an old head because back in the day it was popping, but niggas wearing jorts with Tim's. Nah, I'm good, man. I know you Philly cats in New York and all yeah, y'all still rocking that shit. Wearing jorts <laughs> with Jean, uh, with, with Timberlands, bro. Y'all got all got the tan joints too. Nah, I'm good, man. No, nah, you can rock that. your shorts with your butters. Come on, what are you talking about? No, no, no. Not I'm talking about the jorts, the jean shorts <laughs> with your butters. Nah, yeah. man. Come on, man. You rock your jeans, shorts with your butt. You rock your your, your, your fatigue joints with your butt. No, 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 no. Wait, I wish the George was not like George. Man, damn. They was... Nah, man. Y'all, y'all tripping, but y'all here when y'all still ain't one. I'd be outside every day when I was a kid in some jorts, man. We was running around. Yeah, oh, yeah the kids on now. Y'all grown men wearing jorts. I don't think I got a pair of jorts, but I'm gonna get some now just cause. Hey, look here. I ain't gonna, gonna, gonna wear the carpet the joints with the hooks on the side. I ain't gonna go hard <laughs> like that. Only jokers that's wearing jorts is Stone Cold Steve Austin and Florida fans. <laughs> Ain't neither one of them. He don't even wear right. no goddamn jorts. Or oh, maybe John Cena. Sorry, John Cena wear jorts. If you ain't oh, one of them, the, they got the fresh new, the new. I don't know these niggas. I'm not no fashion nigga, man. I don't know. I ain't gonna hold you. I don't know. They, I just seen, I just seen cats pull off the the, the jean shorts with the look. They got the niggas with the rips in them and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sometimes okay. it get a little too capri-ish for me. Like it, the joint shouldn't be like halfway down your calf. Like it was gonna be a short. Like we need a, maybe a little bit under the knee. But I don't need to see the joint. Oh, I see what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the joints is all the way down there. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, oh yeah. that. Oh yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's a little. We ain't, that's we ain't going above the knee either, though. That, that's out of pocket. That's almost Ooh. as bad as these skinny jeans. Now, if you go above the knee, you better have money. That's the rule. If, you, if your pants above your knee, you better have some cash. If your pants about a knee and you broke, that means you just you just got two your your pants too small. That's all that means. Well, you got a boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) So hey Chris, what have you been listening to? (laughs) What I've been listening to. Um, I just checked out that uh album by is it Giveon Jivion? Yeah, that thing. It came out with an R&B album. Um, I just had one listen, so I haven't had time to like go in and super dissect it. But I like what I listen to. But I know one thing I was definitely thinking about while I was listening to it is he's not really like singing, singing kind of like he has a very unique voice. And I like you know the way it comes across on the songs. But I kind of want to see a little bit more range from him as far as the songs, because like a lot of them are kind of like a little bit sing songy he he can hold a note he definitely has a great voice i would like to see a little bit more maybe like a ballad or something like that kind of show off his vocal range and everything but i, I like yeah. that album from what i heard you ain't like that joint with him and snow that joint with him yeah and that snow, was that's, hard. My, like that that's my shit right there boy yeah i liked it i would definitely give it a um a three out of five so about that it's fine uh Dude. my man puts it on i will listen 
Yeah, my man put it on. I definitely will listen. I'll say three, solid three and a half. Okay. But um, okay. I'm trying to think other than that, what else I've been listening to. That's about it, really. That's the only new music I heard. Nip, what are you listening to? Uh, I'm on. I'm looking. I mean, I went back after the the Biggie doc. I listened to uh to uh, Ready to Die and uh, Life After Death. I want to. Maybe I never said it here. I want to apologize for my incendiary comments regarding the uh the big fella. He's he's, de- he's definitely top five. Uh, yeah, we can't do that. Like I. He had a life after death was like a like it's like six stories in there. Like hold on, talk about who who didn't have Biggie in a top five. I I did I did I wasn't putting him in there. Okay, continue. Go on, go on. Yeah, go I was on. tripping. I lost my damn mind. I'm 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 acting crazy out here. I was tripping. You know, you know, I just want to make a public apology for the incendiary comments that I have made and not putting the notorious B.I.G. in my top five. I was I was acting crazy out here because, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was listening to that. And then um, on the flip side, Bill Withers at Carnegie Hall. Oh, rotation this week. Yeah. You ever heard that one yet? Mm-mm. I have heard that one. That's, why you that, said, that's crazy. That you yeah. said that because I, I was listening. I made about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, a month ago. Yes, sir. I was listening to it. World keeps going round and round. That's my joint on there. Betty Joe Johnson, don't you pull no days of mayo me. That's my joint right there, bro. Yeah. That, that's yeah. my joint. Because I was letting the girls listen to um, Lovely Day. And then oh, I ended up like seeing it and was like, I've never seen and listen to this. Well, yeah, and I popped it on and I was like, Damn, he oh, you never listened at all. To, to the other day, that's the first time you heard it. This, yeah, a month ago. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I ain't, I ain't never heard it before. Man. Right I, I, yeah, that 1973. So the whole album oh. of this performance at the Carnegie Hall. It's it, it's the performance of uh, at Carnegie Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Shit, um, yeah, Harlem, Cole Baloney. Yeah, that's my that joint. joint you, um, yeah, that ain't no sunshine on that joint. Is whoo. That joint play that thing up, bro. Uh, grandma's hands. Uh, write a letter for me. Yeah, no, that's that's my that's my joint right there. That's one nah, of my he, favorite uh, albums. He went off on that. Like again, like I said, never knew about, it, never heard it. And when I listened to it, I was like, God damn! Like, yeah, yeah player. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Bill Withers. He was definitely a beast. Definitely, definitely. All right, folks. Uh, well, oh wait, did we get what you were listening to, Jay? Oh, damn, I damn near forgot. Uh, so, yeah, what I've been listening to. So, I'll admit, man, I haven't been listening to much of nothing, anything really good lately. So, besides the, you know, the Jivion album or whatever, um, I think it was what last Saturday and Sunday I got in my RB old school bag, you know, was going through that type of stuff. But then I would say the only thing I probably listened to recently that I thought um, I listened to Benny the Butcher. Uh, the plug basically because I know I guess part two is supposed to be coming out. Yeah, the plugs I met. Yeah, then this will be coming out next week. So yes, I had to kind of refresh my know. mind. You already know. <laughs> yeah, I had to refresh my mind on the first one and realize this. You know, again, I know we said that plenty of times on the show. I don't think Griselda Cruz even made a bad album, man. Like, like as individuals and all that. Like, I think all of them are just just crazy talented, and yeah. it shows in the music they do. Uh, besides that, when I did briefly listen to 
I guess Post Malone has a dude that like his name is like Clever, I think. Mm-hmm. And he put an album out. So I listened to that briefly, but it just pretty much sounds like a Post Malone album. So I turned that off very quickly. I tried to listen to Selena Gomez album and I, nah, I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> I tried to listen to, I think, what Nick Jonas maybe came out with one. And mm-hmm. I, I couldn't. So that's what got me into my old school R&B bag. I was trying to listen to this new R&B-ish pop stuff mm-hmm. and it really didn't pop off for me. And then the last thing I was listening to, I'm actually going through my list of stuff right here. I, now, I'm not going to recant what I said last week about Drake's three three piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But it is a little better than I've uh, realized. I thought I should have done it and was like, let me just sit back and just enjoy this. It's a little better than it ain't trash. It just ain't good either. So any balance that's between the dumpster and like not being put on in between, like mm-hmm. somewhere was just collecting dust in your house, that's where it is. So mm-hmm. I would apologize for everybody that uh I've you know offended by saying it was trash and African stank booty. It, it's just it's just a dust collector for me. It's probably what I'm gonna put my drink on. So <laughs> nice little coaster action for you. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'll give I'll at least give them that much pray, uh, give them that much love right there. So. Other than that, man, that's that's pretty much all I've been listening to, man. All right, cool. Well, go ahead and close out the episode, y'all. This has been another episode of the Gladiator Cypher Podcast. Again, we're available on many different platforms, um, but make sure if you're interested in our content and you like what you hear, be sure to continue to engage with us. Um, you can check us out when we live stream on Facebook. We've got a presence on YouTube, Instagram. We're all over. So make sure to become a fan, join the circus, how do you join the circus, you guys? You like, subscribe, share with friends directly. Um, tell people word of mouth is big. Uh, we definitely appreciate all the help from fans and family and fans, too, with us spreading the word about our podcast. And as we continue to grow, we just look forward to more and more engagement with our fans out there. So, again, we'll be live and direct with you next week. Um, and look out. We're going to be having some interesting things coming down the pipeline for you throughout the month of March. So stay tuned. Also, check out next week. We are officially going to do it. Better producer, Dr. Dre or Kanye West. So next week, give everybody mm-hmm. something to look forward to. We're going to officially do it because uh, yes, I feel like we all going to have uh, different but similar opinions on this one. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. So be- next week, tune in. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Peace. See you next time. Them niggas tried to kill my father. This this is a head cannon production. Circus production.